0: everyone episode three
1: what's up true crime let's go
0: (laughs) yep this week we're doing true crime and um, I'm gonna do mine first but first let's talk about the drink yummy okay so it's green it's like a really lime green color and Um, it's in honor of all of this Area 51 stuff we got going on. (laughs) I
1: can't fucking stand you.
0: (laughs) Listen, the drink, the drink's name is Halienbop. (laughs) Jennifer. (laughs) You'll understand why soon enough.
1: Okay, uh, first of all, I'd like to say that you know the vat of weird deadly shit that the Joker fell into? Mm Mm-hmm that's what this looks like so it looks delicious all right let's try yep
0: god damn that that is really
1: oh wow it's really good though
0: i didn't make up this drink so the strongness is not on me i found it on pinterest (laughs) i don't know what the name of it is uh originally it's for like halloween or something but it's really good (laughs) I mean, it's been actually considered putting some ginger ale in it, and now I regret not doing that because I feel like it would have added some fizzy.
1: Yeah, I miss. But I like fizziness in all my drinks anyways. Yeah, so. me too. So,
0: anyways, that's strong as fuck. Like,
1: I need to, I need to, I've already taken like six
0: drinks. But... <laughs> okay, so. So anyways. Holy shit. <laughs> There's like an after. I know. Like, it's, a, it's a burn. It's a, it's a warmness. Wow. Lingering.
1: (laughs) Over here, my my face is being a little bitch and crying. I don't know what's going on. All right, proceed. Okay. So, let me just get into it. First of all, would you like to enlighten everybody about how many pages of notes you have today? (laughs) Let let me count again. She has a, a binder, basically, or a notebook
0: full. I have nine and a half. Dear Lord, Jennifer. (laughs) Okay, because this is a fucking... Okay, this is a mindfuck if I've ever heard of one. Okay. Like, you have no fucking idea how crazy this shit is. I probably didn't even get near as much as I should have in it. I skipped a lot of stuff. Are you serious? Yes. And I might have put a little bit too much info about the main guy in there and not enough about... Let me just go ahead and get into it. All right, go ahead. Okay, so this is about um, Heaven's Gate, which is a cult.
1: Oh, I've heard of them. <laughs> Damn, they're messed up.
0: Yes. Okay, so <clears throat> this is and it's basically like an alien slash religious cult, and um, the leader's name is Marshall Applewhite. And- <laughs> I'm sorry I, I laughed whenever I saw the last name too I was like how much more white can you fucking be <laughs> <laughs> And we're white guys Calm down um, <laughs> So oh, He was born uh, May 17th 1931 He was the son of a minister And grew, grew up very oh. religious um, He was Presbyterian Of course Which I don't know anything about that religion So whatever um, or that sect of the, of Christianity. Um, he went to Corpus Christi High. He was born in Spur, Texas. Hey! Yep. What, what? Um, he went to Austin College, which I'm not sure if that was in Austin or it was if it was in Corpus, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But, um, he was involved in a lot of groups and student organizations, very popular, very <laughs> well-liked, very charismatic, you know, all the makings of a cult leader. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Was he attractive?
0: Uh, no. Well, I don't know about in his younger days, but in his older days, he looked like he just wanted to give the fuck up. On life. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Alright. Like, <clears throat> I'll let you watch his last video later on, because... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so anyways, he earned a bachelor's degree in philosophy in 1952. And he enrolled in seminary school. Hmm. And, yes, there he was going to be studying theology, and he hoped to become a minister. And um, around that same time, he met his wife. Her name was Ann Pierce, and they had two kids named Mark and Lane, which they don't matter at all because they don't come up again. (laughs) I would love to know what they have to say about this, but I haven't looked for interviews or anything, so... Um, Really early into his seminary studies, he left and decided that he wanted to pursue a career in music.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: <Really> fucking random. <laughs> Extremely random. All right. Are we, um. Are we talking like Bob the,
1: Marley music or?
0: Um. More like opera, like. Wow. Shelby. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Shelby? If you're listening to this, I'm sorry, but I could totally see you being in Heaven's Gate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it was really loud. Like, I can see you following this cult. Okay. Um, Oh, shit. Okay. um, So, yeah. He became a uh, music director at the church, at a church in North Carolina, a Presbyterian church. Um, In 1954, he was drafted by the Army and he served in Austria and New Mexico as a member of the Army Signal Corps. New Mexico. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs)
1: yeah I'm just gonna take a sip of my alien juice over here
0: yeah literally Um, and then he decided to leave the army in 1956 I'm guessing they didn't have to stay for a certain amount of time back then Um, and then he enrolled at the University of Colorado and got his masters in music um yeah still going with the music (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he eventually moved to New York City to pursue a career in music, but he was unsuccessful, and he went to teach at the University of Alabama. Um, <clears throat> and keep in mind, his wife and kids are still with him right now. He, they're just, like, being tagged along, and involuntarily being pulled through this life with him so he can fucking pursue music. So, yeah. I'm gonna keep my um, opinions to myself, <laughs> Um so at this point it's like 16 years after him and his wife met. And um while he was at the University of Alabama, he had an affair with a male student. Okay. Mm. Um and then he lost his job and his wife left him and 3 years later in 1968 they divorced. Um <clears throat> but when he initially when she initially left him, he moved to Houston. So, um, in Houston, he taught at the University of St. Thomas and he became a very popular local singer and performed at the Houston Grand Opera and was openly gay during this time. And, um, at this time he started becoming depressed, I'm guessing because, like, he, he was trying to have relationships with people and he was getting judged and, like, made fun of and stuff like that. So, he, so he got depressed and, um... His dad died, and so it, it made him even more depressed, and then he kind of just had, like, a mental breakdown, and he left his job, and <clears throat> he moved to New Mexico, where he met <laughs> a woman named Bonnie Nettles in 1972, and she was a nurse, and she, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Revolving door. Yeah, she was a nurse. <laughs> a nurse <laughs> Give me some Jesus juice, Jennifer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She's not psychic, but that was funny. Um, they <laughs> Basically, he was looking for um, a partner who would be like a wife, but platonic. And oh. she was looking for the same thing because she had a 23-year marriage that was falling apart at the same time. So okay. they kind of like came together and formed like a platonic partnership, and they, like, relied on each other for everything.
1: So, like, best friends,
0: kind of? Yeah. But um, then, like, what made them bond was the fact that they um, agreed on all of their religious views. Oh. (laughs) So, um, after talking about their religious views, um, they came to the conclusion that they were called... To deliver divine messages to the world. <laughs> Neat. <laughs> yes. So, um, they spent... They decided to go off and go off on the road and um, basically, like, tell people about what they were about and, like, go to, like, new age shops and speak to people because at that time... Like, what would be called New Age now was kind of, like, cultists and, like, stuff like that. So, they spent two years on the road, and um, they believed that their higher calling allowed them to ignore earthly laws. And they were both arrested for credit card fraud in 74. (laughs) Because that's a thing to do. Because that's what divine beings do. They fucking commit credit card fraud. Of course. Um, (laughs) It's number one on my list. Yep. Oh, you're a divine being? Of course I am. Duh. Yeah. Um, those charges were dropped, but, um, Marshall spent six months in jail for stealing a rental car. (laughs) Okay. So, because he, he rented a, he rented a car in Missouri and he was found somewhere in Texas with this, oh, in Harlingen. He was found in Harlingen with this rental car and at the time of their arrest. So, anyways. Um, while there, he decided to refine his and Nettles' beliefs, and he basically, like, wrote everything down and figured out exactly what they were going to be believing, I guess. Okay. Um, so, here's what they thought. <clears throat> oh, God. They thought that they came from what they termed as the level above human, a physical and literal version of heaven in outer space. And that they were sent to help others reach the next level. (laughs) To them, the human body is just a vehicle. And to ascend from this world, they had to separate from all that was human in themselves, including their earthly needs and desires. They believed that a UFO would take them back to the next level after completing their mission. (laughs) Honey, no. No. That's not how that works. (laughs) Oh, they believed some crazy shit. Like, just wait. Once he was released, um, they decided that they would contact extraterrestrials, like, no matter what. This was their goal. And um, they decided to seek out people who thought like them, who, like, wanted to meet aliens, and... Well, you know, not... They didn't call them aliens. They called them extraterrestrials. Above human, like beings above human, yes. Wow. Um, <clears throat> they went out and they recruited what they called disciples, who they called crew. They, they 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 renamed a bunch of fucking shit. Like they they just gave nicknames to every fucking thing that they possibly could. <laughs> okay. Okay. And at events, like <clears throat> go back to this part. Um, whenever they would go to the new age shops. They would, um, they would tell people that, um, they were representing beings from another planet, planet. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was called the next level. That was the planet, the next level. Um, and the planet needed participants for an experiment and whoever took part in the experiments would be brought to a higher evolutionary level and they referred to themselves as guinea and pig. (laughs) Getting oh shit that's funny white people, <laughs> um <clears> at <throat> this time they rarely ever spoke to people directly um at the meetings um they would just it was like they were fucking celebrities they would just fucking come in say what they are about um tell people they needed to join them and then they would just be like leave your name and number here and we'll collect it and contact you and then they'd walk out <laughs>
1: Well, they're above everybody, Jennifer. They're literally, yeah.
0: Um, they're higher beings of evolution. So. <clears throat> um, so, yeah. They initially called the group the Anonymous Sexaholic Celibate Church once they finally had a following. And they created the class. They called it the class. Anyone who went into the cult was entering the class. And um, it eventually was called... Um, the human individual metamorphosis. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah. Um, and then after speaking to the new age groups, they got 20 people to follow them. And then in 75, they got 30 more people. So, at this point, they're at 50. Um, and all of these people were pretty much just, like, abandoning their family, their kids, their homes, just fucking picking up and leaving everything behind to follow these people. (laughs) <laughs> um, no. I'm way too much of a homebody. I ain't leaving shit. <laughs> I'm not leaving shit behind. Thank Same. You. Um, <clears throat> this, um, after the 30 people in Oregon, it sparked, like, a huge, like, media thing. Like, they were in newspapers and all kinds of stuff, and, um, everybody was, like, really, really negative about it, and they were accusing them of brainwashing, so they kind of, like, decided to, like, back off. And, um, they, they started, um... Like, staying behind, and they would just send all of their followers out in pairs to recruit for them. Okay. Yeah, so, um, most of their followers were young, new-age cultist believers who they knew that they could easily convert. So, like, really, like, gullible-type people. Um, He said in pretty much all of his teachings, all of his early teachings, that the followers were all going to reach a new level of being, like, a caterpillar turning into a butterfly. Like, that's what he compared them, like, leaving the world. I don't want to be a butterfly. <laughs> whenever I was watching the, um, I was watching a documentary about it. And whenever I was watching it, they just kept talking about their, their vehicles. Did I already tell you about the yes, vehicle Yes, Okay. They were like, this vehicle has a problem with this vehicle. Like, this is how we re- re- resolve problems. This vehicle has a problem with this vehicle. Or, like, something in me. Like, it's not my fault because it's my spirit or whatever. And it has a problem with your vehicle. And da-da-da-da-da. And it was just so fucking crazy. <laughs> the whole time I was just like... What is happening? <laughs> oh, Hold on. Is afterwards? this still an active cult? Like, I want to meet these people. No. Um, after after um, Ryan was watching it with me, and afterwards I was like, please keep all hands and feet inside the vehicle all the time. So, anyways.
1: Oh, um,
0: Later in the year, um, I guess it's still 1975. Uh, they became Bo and Peep. <laughs> their names kept changing. What? But their names were <laughs> Bo and Peep. And then eventually they settled on Doe and T. He was Doe and she was T. You know, like Doe or me, Faso, Do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. These yeah, people are stupid. <laughs> I know. So, um, they like I said, they started partnering off and um, they'd send people out to recruit and <clears throat> instead of using phones... They would just tell them certain spots that they needed to go to and they would, like, leave messages for them. And, um, in order to know where they needed to go next, they had to, like, basically go find the message and decipher what the message was. But the message would be, be, like, a fucking bag of bread that was, like, three weeks old and, like, some bananas and something else. And they had to, like... like they had a video of them doing it because some one of the members would always like use his camcorder and stuff Mm -hmm. but um like they pulled out like a bag of bread and like some fruit and something else and they were like okay this bread is this bread's from germany what and i I don't know where they were but they were in the u.s they were like that would make it weeks old at least so what does that mean (laughs) and it was like stupid shit like that and they'd be like here's what the number is like here's the the serial number and here's this and da 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 and like really trying to figure it out and somehow they were able to figure out where they were supposed to go from like all the words on each package just like figuring that shit out
1: that's way too much effort
0: I know I'd be like I don't know guys I give up (laughs) Like, I can't even play Taboo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. So, um, in 76, they told their followers that a UFO was going to visit them, and they had them all gather. Um, But then Nettles showed up, and she said that the visit was canceled. (laughs) Just randomly. So I think that this was, like, a tactic of them to, like, get everybody, like, roped in. Because, like, a lot of people would leave and then come back. And, like, a lot of them were on and off. I think there was only, like, 20 or 30 followers that was there the entire way from mm-hmm. start to finish. Like, <clears throat> so, anyways, um, from 76 to 79, they lived pretty much just in campgrounds. And um, they didn't really see dough and T very often. Yeah. Dough <laughs> Do and T. Um, And then they then got a large sum of money from um, one of their followers' inheritance. And they also started getting donations. So this made it to where they were able to start renting houses. And um, they first rented them in Denver, and then they eventually moved to Dallas. <clears throat> so... Um, at this point there's 40 followers and um, they have two to three houses and the leaders usually have their own and then the rest of the followers are in the other two so yeah all these people all in like bunk beds and shit like squeezed in there like sardines no <laughs> um, and then their men- their members were considered to be um, I already told you about the class part <clears throat> um pretty much every minute of their day was planned, like every single fucking minute. They wake up, like from the time they woke up, their breakfast was planned, all like all their chores, their class, literally every single thing was planned. <clears throat> basically to keep them in line. Like he was described as a dictator, but none of the people that followed him thought that he was. like none of uh-huh. them like um, described him as a dictator. Um, so, if they didn't want to follow a strict plan like he had set out for them every single day, they were highly encouraged to leave the cult, which is really crazy, because most cults are like, no, you're never fucking getting out of here, bitch. They're like, you're in it now. hmm <clears throat> But, um, they were really highly encouraged to leave if they couldn't follow it, and if they decided that they wanted to leave, they gave them financial assistance until they could get back on their feet. Well, I mean,
1: at least they're
0: nice. Please. <laughs> yeah,
1: they know Charles Manson up in here. Yeah. So, um, in
0: 1980, they had 80 followers, <laughs> uh, many of which held jobs working with computers or as mechanics. So at this point, they no longer are just like off on the road doing crazy shit. Now they're like, they need money and stuff, so they have to, they have to work. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and then in 82. They allowed their followers to call their family, um, but it was like they could only call for, like, a certain amount of time. And then in 83, they got even more lenient, and they let everyone go home for Mother's Day, but they could only stay for, like, two days. So. Or, like, a couple of hours, something like that. Um, But they were told to tell their family that they were studying computers at a monastery, because that's what monasteries do. <laughs> like, what? Like, I'm sorry, but no. Like A monastery is the one place where you will not be studying computers. <laughs> I, yeah. <clears throat> I don't even know. <laughs> what? I told you it's a mind book. <laughs> And then in 85, Nettles died of cancer. Oh,
1: you mean that being a divine being didn't save her?
0: Yeah. Hmm. So, actually, she was even more of a divine being, okay? okay. Apple Applewhite told everyone that she had traveled to the next level because she had too much energy to remain on Earth. Did this bitch really
1: just... Yeah. I mean,
0: at this point, he's, like, scrambling to, like, find a reason... And pretty much all of his followers wanted to leave, but he was able to convince pretty much all of them except for one to stay. And, um, he was, you know, extremely depressed, and he told all of them that she still communicated with him.
1: (laughs) Oh, of course, because he's a divine being as well.
0: Yep. Um, at this point, he's like, anything to keep my followers, so he organized a ceremony and symbolically married all of his followers. (laughs)
1: i mean that's i guess that's one way to do it how do you divorce 80 or 79 people you don't exactly
0: um this was to show unity and that's what it speculated
1: um so hold on he married them did they marry each other or they just married to him
0: to him so um he then started referring to Nettles as the father and he started referring to her in like male pronouns because she's like God now I guess. Uh, okay. Um who at this point he was like fuck. I told them all that you know you had to physically leave earth to travel to the next level, and her body's still here, so he decided that he would alter his teachings, and he said, "Actually, you can also leave spiritually. It doesn't have to be physically." And that's why Nettles left a body behind. Mhm. So. <clears throat> because. It became God. Mhm. Yes. Makes sense. So um. I'll just tell you um what they believed. Heaven was. Um, They believed that heaven is another planet where higher beings lived, and once they reached the next level, they would evolve on other planets. So, if they died, they would evolve and, like, move on to the next level, which is a new planet, which is heaven. And I'm guessing heaven's not the last stop, (laughs) because there's other planets. So, yeah. (coughs) Yeah. Um, and they also said they they compared this to Jesus. And this is actually the reason that most of the followers ended up following him is because of this one reason right here. He says that Jesus did the same thing and he died. So Jesus came to Earth. Um, then he was killed. And then he bodily rose from the dead and then was transported to a spaceship where he was... Taken to heaven, which is the next level. Jennifer. And <laughs> and um, they believe that Jesus was the gateway to heaven, that he was here to bring everyone to the next level, but found an earth that wasn't ready to go yet.
1: I need to be way drunker than this before <laughs> we continue this story.
0: Um, so. So, yeah, now we're in the late 80s. And um, basically, barely anyone knew that they existed anymore because they hadn't really done anything publicly, and they were way out of the public's eye. Um, And then in 92, they decided to record a 12-part video series, which was broadcast via satellite. Of course it was. They were basically like, hey, Earth, we're still here, and if you want to leave, let us know, because we got you.
1: (laughs) So, from via satellite, not the mothership? No. Via satellite.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, so over the, over the course of the group's existence, they had several, several hundred people join and leave. Um, I think it said it was two to three hundred people. And at one point they had a total of two hundred altogether. So, but this was while they were still traveling, I think. So, um, they had several people join and leave and eventually they only had 26 people and at this time, they spent $30,000, and this is in 1993, they spent $30,000 to publish a full-page advertisement in USA Today that um, warned people of catastrophic judgment to befall Earth. Mm. Um, so at this point, <clears throat> this made 20 of the former members to rejoin the group because they were like, oh shit, it's coming. <laughs> um, and in 95... They built a homemade compound with tires and lumbar, which they called the Earthship. <sighs> Jeez, <laughs> but Doe was like, "How old is Doe? He's he he was born in 31. It's now 60, 90, 90. Three. So he'd be like 60." 63 yeah so at this point he's like getting up there mm. and if the winter was ended up being way too cold for them to stay oh and by the way where they built this they bought 40 acres okay they bought fucking 40 acres and built their little earth ship and then they were like oh shit it's too cold let's go back to renting houses <laughs> so they abandoned it and just took off back to renting some houses okay i kind of want to go see this earth ship now i wish that they- oh my god i wonder if it's still there i haven't looked um, anyways So then, um, Apple <laughs> This is fucking crazy Um, Apple White And seven others Um, in the group decided to go For surgical castration <laughs> What? And then Um, they couldn't find a surgeon To do it, obviously, because yeah. it's fucking stupid But they finally found One in Mexico who was willing But you know what? Mexican surgeons, like, no, I'm not trying to be racist here, but, um, I know people who go to Mexico for surgery, and it, basically, they'll do any fucking surgery that you want for nothing. Yeah. So, so there's that. They found someone in fucking Mexico. Um, that was about nine bucks. Oh, yeah, especially back then. Yeah. So, in 96, they, they decided to rent a mansion in Rancho Santa Fe, California, and um, that year, they recorded a "Last Chance to, evacua- to Evacuate Earth" video. And at the same time, they learned of the approach of the comet Hale Bop.
1: <laughs> ha- <laughs> I can't even say it.
0: Hale Bop. You know the name of my drink, Hailian H- Bop.
1: Hail Bop.
0: Hale mm-hmm. Bop. Okay. And um, they believe, or. <clears throat> applewhite believed that nettles was on a ufo trailing the comet and that they needed to rendezvous with her why do i feel like this is gonna end really bad (laughs) um so at this time a member named rio who they had um an interview with him on the 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 documentary but i couldn't find it on youtube because i was gonna write um like what he said down but I pretty much remember what he said and he said that he strongly felt like he needed to leave the group at this point and that there was something really important he needed to do for the group outside of the group. So he talked to Doe and he was like, and he told him like his concerns and Doe was like, oh, I totally agree with you. Like, um, we'll buy you a train ticket and we'll get you back to wherever he was from and, um, give you the money you need to get set back up. In the real world. In the real world. So he leaves. And um, then in March of 1997, the group made farewell videos praising Doe and saying how happy and excited they were to be going to the next level. And Applewhite said in his final video that it wasn't too late to join them. They just had to hurry. And it's not suicide because they aren't dying. Knew it. (laughs) So then March 22nd, they made a concoction of vodka and phenobarbital and they took the concoction and then they placed a bag over their heads and they all like lay down in their bunk beds and went to sleep and then meanwhile rio the guy who left like 6 months before um he got a fedex express with a message saying to go record the aftermath and that by the time he's reading this they are in the next level yeah so several other members got the message as well and not to record it but they got the message that you know by the time you're reading this um you know we're in the next level and um they they were all like super upset and they were like Sad that they weren't with their like their group members, and one guy actually tried to commit suicide like three times, so that he could follow them, and he wasn't able to because people kept finding him and saving him, and so finally he went out into the fucking woods and did it. Yeah. Um, in all, there was thirty nine bodies, and it was just like a huge mess. Mass suicide. suicide. Yeah. Mass Holy suicide. crap! And Rio, like all the. All the, um, interviews with all the ex-cult members who survived because they weren't in it. Mm-hmm. Um, they were basically saying that, like, anytime they would be in the class or whatever, it was like they were all in awe whenever Doe would walk in. It'd be like Doe would walk in and they'd be like, oh, there's Doe, there's Doe. Like, he didn't really talk to them all the time. Mm-hmm. It was like they were all just like, ooh, like he's here type thing.
1: I'm sorry, I've been laughing the entire time because half the time you'll be like, so Doe walked in, and then the other half you'll be like, like, like Apple White. White. <laughs> and then you say it so weird, you're like, Apple White, like super aggressive.
0: Apple White. <laughs> yeah oh my gosh dude so yeah oh and then also um whenever okay the guy fucking recorded he went to the house rio he went to the house and he fought he found all of them dead he was the first one to find them and Mm -hmm. he recorded it he turned the camcorder on before he walked into the house and like all of them are laying there with, with sheets covering their bodies like they all prepared themselves for whoever found them and they were all wearing the same thing and it was like shirts that kind of looked like i think they said it looked like mechanic shirts but not really but they all had um like a patch on it that said heaven's gate away team no and then also the guy said that like anytime they would all go out to like recruit or whatever they'd have five dollars worth of quarters in their pocket and they would have like other stuff like gum and stuff like that and um they they each had that in their pocket like they were getting ready to leave to go somewhere. And then another thing that's crazy is that they made them all dressed like in baggy clothes and even if it was a, a girl, they had to dress in baggy clothes and um they all had short haircuts to basically like get rid of their sexuality because he said that um there was no marriage in the next level and sexuality didn't matter and that's another reason that they all went and got castrated. Well, seven of them other than him. <laughs> So they didn't ever have sex either? No, none of them. I can't be part of this cult. This was literally a straight up celibate cult. I can't. Who believed in aliens. Who thought that Jesus was an alien. (laughs) (laughs) Jen, I
1: can't be a part of this cult. I, um, well. Well,
0: you don't fucking say.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean. Anyways, never mind. Um.
0: (laughs) So, um. It was funny because, like the dude who was in the interview he was like yeah whenever i was only in it for three months i guess he got i guess he got kicked out or something because he wasn't like able to follow the strict plan or whatever but he was like yeah when they were telling me it it just made so much sense it just clicked in my mind like that is so what jesus did and and i was just like uh no (laughs) no
1: Honey, do you want me to open the Bible for you and and tell you what what actually happened mm-hmm. to Jesus? This is for people who who believe in Jesus, of course, like I do. But <laughs> I don't know if everyone does. So right. So that I is can't... Heaven's Gate. The cult. Yeah, well, fuck Heaven's Gate, cause
0: no. Why do you always take the craziest shit? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I mean, I just find good ones. You're looking at a state. <laughs> Oh, good lord. That's why my drink is green. And, uh, yeah. So. Well. I was confused for a
1: second. I was about to be to like, so true crime just, it doesn't involve, like, murders and stuff. But, I mean, I guess. yours yeah, Suicide works. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is it technically a suicide, what? though, or is it a murder because he brainwashed everybody?
0: No, it was a mass suicide. And it counts as true crime because it was someone like, you know, cults are true crime. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. So. God damn, this is way too strong.
1: I I drank like three quarters of mine way too fast, and I'm about to probably butcher my story. I need some
0: Chick-fil-A. Gosh, that sounds Chick-fil-A so sounds so fucking good, good. right now. Okay. I'm like, what time is it? <laughs> oh, it's way past Chick-fil-A time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What time do they open for breakfast? <laughs> I, think,
1: <laughs> I think they open at 6. What time is it? That's, That's only two. That's not bad. We can, we can do that. <laughs> okay,
0: go ahead. <laughs> Let's give. Maybe oh. we should go to Bill's.
1: You know, I actually wouldn't mind that. I could, wake try up, too. All right. We'll do that after we, <laughs> we get through this. All right, guys. So, my story... Today is about a man named Dr. Harold Shipman. Shipman? Shipman. Shipman. Like, shipman on him? Like, with a P.
0: Okay.
1: Um, from Nottingham, England. Okay. His nicknames <clears throat> are Dr. Death and Angel of Death.
0: Oh, shit. I I know who you're talking about. I think I actually wrote him on my list. Okay, back Damn off. Damn you. Back off. <laughs> Damn you, you, to- you took him from me. <laughs> I think you heard me say Dr. Death and you were like, it like stored in your mind. No,
1: I literally just typed in famous serial killers from around the world. (laughs) Um, So he was born January 14th, 1946 in Bestwood, Nottingham, UK. He died January 13th, 2004.
0: Wait, when was he born?
1: 1946.
0: Oh, Okay. You telling me when he's dead okay. already?
1: Well, the crazy part about his his death is he was born, like I said, January fourteenth, and he was and he died January
0: thirteenth. Oh, okay. Yeah. So one day before his birthday.
1: So uh, I have the victim account here, but I'm not gonna get into that just yet because it is fucking insane. <laughs> um, the story of Dr. Shipman is, you know, it's for the most part it's pretty boring, except for the fact that just like it's. Like, there's no gruesome tales to it. The way that he killed people was pretty clean and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So, in 1970, he received his medical degree from Leeds University. In Leeds.
0: In Leeds.
1: Um, But he actually... His interest in medicine came about due to the fact that his mother got lung cancer and became addicted to morphine. Um, Mm -hmm. She actually died... June 21st, 1963, and that completely devastated him. Okay. Um. So, he went to medical school. He actually failed out of his boards, like, two weeks.
0: What the fuck? Yeah. And they let him do it again?
1: Yeah. Okay. Um. So, he was in, um, he joined a general What practice. kind of doctor was he? He was a general physician. Oh, okay. Uh, he joined a medical practice in Todd Martin, Yorkshire. Todd, Todd Martin. Yeah, Tardam Yorkshire. Okay. Um, uh, by 1974, he was married and a father of two and was working full-time in a practice. Okay. I actually have an account of a nurse who worked with him.
0: Was he, was it his practice or was it somebody else's? No,
1: he was working for somebody. Oh, okay. Um, the nurse, her name was Sandra Whitehead. Whitehead? Whitehead.
0: Apple White and Whitehead. Coming at ya. <laughs> in a boy band
1: (laughs) anyways uh, she was 18 whenever she worked with him in 1972 Um, she had her suspicions one night after she worked with him when three of their patients just died
0: what the fuck Um, she She was just like um he only came in for a headache doctor what the fuck
1: yeah so here's (laughs) the she stubbed her
0: toe what happened
1: (laughs) She, uh, here's a quote here. It says, One night we had three deaths. We just went from room to room, and the patients died. There just didn't seem to be any reason for it. They were all ill, but they didn't look to be at death's door at all. It just seemed out of the blue and a high proportion of deaths for a 32-bed ward with no true cause. Like, no illness outbreak.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think I was too young and naive, and I didn't have the knowledge or experience to turn to management and say, I don't like this. So, she basically... Was he
0: management? Because, I mean, I wouldn't be like, hey, listen, I don't really like what you're doing here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not really cool with you just killing people.
1: (laughs) There was no way to prove... The thing is, is, for years, there was no way to prove it. So, um... He was continued working. She never worked with him again. She said that she didn't feel comfortable. And uh, in, ni- <laughs> in 1975, it was discovered that he had been writing fraudulent prescriptions for himself for opiate pethidine.
0: Opiate pethidine? Uh, it's like
1: a, it's like kind of a morphine.
0: Oh, okay. So he was addicted just like his mom? Mm-hmm.
1: And he became addicted and was discovered by his superiors, superiors, uh, Dr. Shipman was forced out of the practice and we had to pay a 600-pound fine and was forced into drug rehabilitation.
0: How much is 600 pounds in dollars?
1: Back then, I don't know, probably maybe a thousand bucks, something like that. Maybe a little less.
0: I feel like I need to look it up.
1: You gotta look it back how much it was in 1975.
0: Okay, how much was 600? How do you spell? Is it like pounds? It's
1: like an L with a dash through it. And
0: one 1965?
1: So, 75. Uh, guys, she doesn't listen. Like every <laughs> week. Alright. Um, so I'm going to keep going while you're looking that up. That way there's no awkward silences. Um, and in 1977, he you know, had gotten out of rehab and found work as a general practitioner in the town of Hyde in Great
0: Manchester. Okay, so now it would be about $4,784. So I was way off. That's why I was like, I need to look it up now. I need to know. Okay. Did you hear what I just said? No.
1: Of course not. Um, In 1977, Dr. Shipman found work as a general practitioner in the town of Hyde in Great Manchester. Okay. At the practice of Donnybrook Medical Center. Donnybrook. Donnybrook.
0: That sounds country as fuck.
1: <laughs> as soon, uh, he soon gained respectability among his peers, like people on his level and superior to him. On his level. On his level.
0: Get on his level.
1: <laughs> but was known to be arrogant and cold to his subordinates. Hmm. You hmm. paid You good? Turn. Yeah. It just it not You
0: sounded a little slurry right there.
1: I'm not slurry. That is really You're fucking like, strong. Is
0: so hard <laughs>
1: <that>. <laughs> okay, there's like three shots in one cup right here. Alright?
0: Forgive oh no. me. Oh damn, I didn't even think about that. So it's a triple shot.
1: Jesus, Jennifer.
0: Nice. <laughs> I found a good one.
1: Oh gosh. Alright, so the local undertaker noticed that Doctor Shipman's patients seemed to be dying at an unusually high rate. And they all look similar you know, at the crime scenes. uh, They were fully clothed, and they were either sitting up or kind of...
0: The patients were? Yeah. The fuck were they sitting up for?
1: Yeah, they were either sitting up, or they were, like, reclining in a chair, or, like, on a chase lounge or something.
0: Okay. When are you gonna tell us how they died?
1: Oh, not for a little while. Okay. It's a mystery. It's a mystery.
0: (laughs) Alright. He was concerned enough
1: to... Okay, this guy was stupid, because he went to Dr. Shipman directly and was all, like, "Hey, bro... I noticed these things are happening. What's going on? Who? The Undertaker. Oh, the Undertaker. Yeah. And of course Dr. Shippen was like, nah, bro, it's all good. Here are the medical records <laughs> he that was I like, wrote. By the
0: way, you look really pale. Would you like to come <laughs> in for a checkup? Um, I can pencil you in for nine AM. Yeah,
1: right? For real. <laughs> but he basically he was like, No, here are the medical records that I filled out myself. Everything's good.
0: Right. Yeah, (laughs) everything's fine (laughs) I wrote these myself my word is law (laughs) Uh,
1: so later one of his colleagues Susan Booth also found the similarities disturbing and she actually got in touch with the undertaker and then the police okay so a covert investigation was opened and Shipman was eventually cleared uh, of all charges that were brought against him um, his record appeared to be in order, which means that they went through his medical records. It's, c- it's
0: probably because he's a fucking man. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Yeah. If he was a woman, they probably would have been like, "He's she's a witch. Just fucking burn her right now."
1: <laughs> Especially in England, right? <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, so yeah, they basically they just looked through all of the records that he had written about his patients, and they were like, "Oh, he's fine. It says they're all they're, they all died of natural causes. It's fine." Um. The investigators failed to contact the General Medical Council
0: and also,
1: excuse me, check his background for criminal history.
0: How were they able to do that? Just flip through some fucking sticky notes?
1: I don't know. Well, I mean, the police, they could have contacted, you know, where he had worked before and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I'm sure they were like, hey, do you think this guy's a good guy? They were probably like, I mean, he was okay. And then they were like, all right, sounds good. (laughs) Most three likely. of all charges
1: Most likely. <laughs> it was later revealed that Dr. Shipman had altered his patient files.
0: I mean, you don't fucking say.
1: Um, so the victim that he was actually caught with was, well, not with, but because of one victim, Kathleen Grundy, was an active, wealthy 81-year-old widow. Was found. She was found dead in her home June 24th, 1998 following an earlier visit by Dr. Shipman. Shipman advised her daughter, Angela Woodruff, to... Uh, that an autist... I was trying to say exorcism and autopsy at the same time.
0: just going to say <laughs> autism? <laughs> no,
1: that an <laughs> autopsy was not required and so uh, Woodruff buried her mother, you know, just to get it over with. Okay. Uh, it turns out that uh, Angela Woodruff was a lawyer and had always handled her mother's affairs.
0: Okay, and she was like, "Where the where the fuck's this six hundred pounds at?"
1: <laughs> no, that's the fine from earlier. But you're almost there.
0: Um,
1: and she found out that there was a secret will that had like omitted the original will, saying that four hundred her her entire estate in four hundred thousand pounds was to be left to Dr.
0: Harold Chip. What the actual fuck? Were they, like, together or something? You don't just fucking leave 400,000 pounds to the motherfucker who I mean, looked yeah. at you.
1: Yeah, and that's not just the money. That's her entire, like, the entire estate. So that's including her house, her vehicles, anything.
0: What the, what the fuck? Yeah. What, what the, what the, what the, what? hmm
1: <laughs> So, Woodruff believed that the will was a forgery. And went to the police.
0: Obviously.
1: And they agreed. Um, so, they exhumed Miss Grundy's body and found out that she had died from an extreme morphine overdose that had apparently been administered not three hours before she died when Dr. Shipman was there.
0: Dun dun dun.
1: So, in case you didn't know, that's how he killed me.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay.
1: There you go. Same so way that, that his mother died. is that
0: why he was... Jesus, what a fucking mommy's boy. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I'm guessing that he was writing his prescriptions so that he could use them on people, or... No, that
1: was back then for himself, whenever he was addicted.
0: Oh, that was for himself, okay. Yeah.
1: Um, so they got a warrant to raid Shipman's house, and they found altered medical records, an odd collection of random jewelry, and an old typewriter, which, like, the lettering matched the letters used on the false will. Ugh. So... All items received and a new investigation Mm -hmm. was opened for the murder of Miss Grundy. Mm -hmm. Um, The reason that he hadn't, you know, that no one had caught up with him beforehand is because he had often urged his family or his patient's families to cremate just in case it was a disease that killed themselves oh and, like, my
0: lord people were so fucking dumb back then i mean
1: it's a doctor who are you gonna like who are you gonna trust more than a doctor and a priest
0: i'm not i don't give a fuck what doctor talks to me i'm gonna be like i need a second opinion
1: <laughs> well you, you are a smart person back then <laughs> people were goable okay i'm like
0: the most skeptical person you'll probably ever meet in your life
1: that's not even an exaggeration <laughs> all right so after investigating the police tied shipment to 15 counts of murder on september 7th 1998 and one count of fraud um his trial was held at preston crown court on october 5th 1999 and the prosecution you know after
0: you hear that um oh my god okay remind me to tell you what i heard in our last podcast when you're done with this
1: i don't want to it was it was it when you were talking about harold
0: go ahead finish the story
1: son of a bitch Okay, um, okay so the prosecution after they had gotten all the evidence and had been convicting or can oh, con- have conducted multiple interviews with Dr. Shipman. Um, they had ascertained that he killed the f- his 15 patients because he enjoyed exercising control over life and death and dismissed any claims or yeah and he had dis- and they had dismissed any claims that he was acting out of compassion because none of his victims had suffered any terminal illnesses so it's not like like i i read somewhere that he said that he was just trying to eliminate cuz all of his victims were between the ages of 40 42 and 93 mm-hmm.
0: so he said his mom's age so yeah. basically basically who like, how old is... him, him of his mom he would
1: kill Well, no, because he killed men, too. But I did notice that, like, from how old his mom would have been, that's kind of who he killed. It was either how old his mom was whenever she died or between there.
0: So throughout the years, however old his mom was at the time was the age of his victims. That's what it seemed like. What she would have been. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what it seemed like. What a fucking psychopath.
1: Um, his, he never admitted to any of the murders, um, but he said, No, it wasn't me. Yeah, he said that if he was, he probably would have just been practicing euthanasia because what the fuck? removing the population of older people might otherwise boost the healthcare system. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. Who practices euthanasia?
1: Oh, fuck if I know. I'm never going to that doctor, that's for damn sure. Um, but how crazy I am, he'd be like, yeah, you're a Drain of Society. Click. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the, throughout the entire trial, he was said to be haughty and arrogant, and he was eventually found guilty of like all Bundy. charges.
0: Huh? So kind of like Ted Bundy.
1: A little bit, yeah. He was what? He was found guilty of all oh, charges. Oh, I you
0: said not guilty. I was like, excuse me? <laughs>
1: On January 31st of 2000, the judge passed him, or gave him, 15 life sentences. Is he still alive today? No. Um,
0: Shipman's oh, records... Oh, yeah, he died in 2004. Four.
1: Ship. Oh, this is... Okay, this is the crazy part. The uh, prosecutor says that he was addicted to killing. Um, let me see. I don't want to reveal the thing. I don't know what he does. Okay. So, his records were seized and audited by the general medical board or whatever Mm -hmm. it is said that in a 24 year period he had at least 236 confirmed deaths that were his fault
0: jesus christ
1: and that's not even and it says no one knows exactly the number
0: confirmed 236
1: confirmed that he had murdered.
0: So me, may- so there's probably like way more that nobody knows about.
1: Because all of the altars from before 1975 had been altered.
0: <clears throat>
1: and there was no way to say. But it's possible, like, they're thinking that as many as 260 people he How many
0: killed. years has it been? Like 20? Uh,
1: that he was active like as a doctor? Mm-hmm.
0: 24. 24. So he was killing people for 24 years. Mm-hmm. Jesus! Jesus!
1: It is said that he had a god complex. Um, and on January 13th, 2004, a day before his birthday, Shipman hanged himself in his cell. And it is said that he did so so that his wife would get his 100,000 pound payout before it expired on his birthday for the children.
0: Well, at least he was considerate, I guess, <laughs> in the end. I mean, just go ahead and kill yourself so I can get some money.
1: I mean, yeah right? Jesus. So, like I said, not what, When super... was he born? He was born in, uh, January 14th,
0: 1946. So, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90. So, wait, what? So, he was 50, he was 60-something? He was 59 when he died. 59. Jesus Christ. Do <laughs> you see a crazy. picture of him? Yeah, I was about to ask you. Do you have a picture of him?
1: I have one on my laptop. I'll show you today. a
0: picture of, um, Doe. Okay. And I don't know if he's guinea or pig. I'm going to go ahead and say pig. <laughs> and he's also Bo. So, doe pig bee. Bo. Bee bop, bee boop, boop, boop.
1: Okay. So, this was him whenever he was sent to rehab the first time for drugs in 1970. He looks
0: like he's trying to convince someone of something, like, really hard. Right? He's like, listen, I really didn't do it. I'm really nice. <laughs> I'm a nice person.
1: And this is him. Uh, I think two years before he died.
0: Damn. It's
1: he funny, looks like he, a nice old I was man. Say, he doesn't
0: look like a psychopath. That's
1: okay. So to me, that's why he was so freaking scary. Is because one, he's a doctor. He's a general practitioner. He's who he's you go like to. He's like someone
0: who you would trust automatically.
1: Yeah, and two, he doesn't, look like Jennifer. A, <laughs> it, he doesn't look like a creepy guy. Like he looks normal. You know. Hmm. And that's honestly the scariest
0: part about it I'll show you my guy Okay Do
1: you want me to go ahead with a fact or do you want me to wait
0: No just wait a minute Okay Okay. here he is That's in his video of him telling you like things Okay. I wonder if I should play his initiation video Mm -hmm. So people can hear it I I can always cut it out if it sounds shitty on the recording I kind of want you to (laughs) Okay guys I'm gonna try and play His initiation video How long is it? Um, It's only like 10 minutes or something like that, I think. If it's longer, then I won't do it. Oh, it's like 8 minutes. Okay, cool. Okay, guys, get ready to be initiated into Heaven's Gate. I mean, can we not, though? (laughs) Everything's fine.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Pastroom, or in old language, a couple thousand years ago, disciples, those who are trying to prepare themselves for entry into the evolutionary level above human synonymous with the kingdom of God the kingdom of heaven we're going to talk to you about the most urgent thing that is on our mind and what we suspect is the most urgent thing on the minds of those who will connect with us we'll title this tape uh, Planet Earth About to be recycled. Your only chance (laughs) to evacuate is to leave with us. Planet Earth, about to be recycled. Your only chance to survive or evacuate is to leave with us. Now, that's pretty major statement pretty bold in terms of religion in terms of anybody's intelligent thinking to most people who would consider themselves intelligent beings that say well that's that's absurd what's all this doomsday stuff what's all this prophetic stuff you know intelligent human beings should realize that everything has their cycle they have their season they have their beginning they have their end they have cycles we're not saying that planet earth is coming to an end we're saying that planet earth is about to be refurbished spaded under and have another chance to serve as a garden for another human civilization now the reason this is such an interesting time is not only because we're on the threshold of the end of this civilization, because it's about to be recycled, but because of where that finds us, where that finds you, where that finds those who would judge us, how we would speak of them and how they would speak of us. Now, you say you keep saying us. Who do you think you are? Well, I, in all honesty, must acknowledge my father. My father is not a human father. My father is a member of the evolutionary level above human, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. My father gave me, long before this civilization, gave me birth into that kingdom. Level above human, that kingdom of heaven, that kingdom of God. Now, you can say, well, I can't believe that. Well, it's up to you whether you believe that or not. That's not important to me, even though I wish that you could believe it for your sake. For those who do believe it stand a possibility of a future beyond this recycling time. Now you say, well, according to religious literature, I thought there was someone else that was going to come and be our savior here at these end days, that that was going to be Christ's return. Well, the name Christ might be a little confusing, or the name Jesus, because the name Jesus, of course, of course, was the name given to the body that that mind that was indeed from the kingdom of heaven came And that mind was here 2,000 years ago. And that mind came for the express purpose of teaching humans how they could be saved, how they would not be plowed under at the end of the age. Well, we're at the end of the age. So the one or the mind that was in Jesus, what? That mind is in me? You'll have to decide that for yourself
0: that's not all of it y'all can find it on youtube just search marshall applewhite but i'm just gonna say he has me convinced <laughs> okay this vehicle is ready to go what can i say
1: okay your vehicle is making that trip alone because <laughs> fuck
0: you <laughs> oh okay, shit let me turn my thing down i turned it way up so i could hear the video
1: i'm gonna uh. i'm gonna pass but i am gonna say he has a really soothing voice he
0: really does like i
1: almost fell asleep
0: Listen to him while you're going to sleep I really see. I don't know about We're that. not promoting Heaven's Gate. <laughs> At least not the one that he promotes. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, talk to St. Paul. He's good. Yeah, he's. Waiting.
0: Anyone who's anyone who's like super religious and they're like, "Oh my God, this is blasphemous." Listen, I don't. I don't control this gang shit. <laughs> okay, it just happens. <laughs> okay, when the bolt of lightning comes down, Jen,
1: just remember you're on that side of the table. <laughs>
0: Oh goodness. Okay, so you want to tell you want me to tell you what I heard in the last podcast. <laughs> okay. Whenever have you listened to the whole thing? Uh, no, not yet. Okay. When I was listening to it to like I guess make sure it didn't sound stupid. Um, all of a sudden, hold on, let me turn this up. All of a sudden, whenever you were talking or after I was um getting done saying something, and there was like a brief pause and you were about to talk and it and it, I, all I heard was. <laughs> and me and ryan were listening to it together and we both paused it and looked at each other and he was like did you hear that i was like yep did you hear that <laughs> and he was like okay rewind rewind so i rewound it like three times and each time we heard oh, it on. but then we were like is that just mckenzie breathing or something <laughs>
1: like- <laughs> okay i'm a heavy breather guys i think i've told you before no, we
0: weren't were we are not it's either a
1: ghost
0: or it's you breathing. Okay, do you know what time it was cuz I'm going to try and play it for everybody? No. I don't know what time it was. <sighs> so, I guess we can go back and like listen to it later and find it and then play it next time. But Yeah. Yeah, it was So go check out our haunted podcast, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fucking Whew, It was crazy. All right. Anyways, just put them back.
1: All right. So, um I was faced with a difficult choice today, as I told Jennifer earlier, to either ruin someone's childhood or make you too afraid to go outside. And I chose to make people too afraid to go outside because I'm just that evil. Um, so fact of the day, which has been fact-checked, Jennifer, mm-hmm. because I tried... Where facts don't matter. <laughs> I attempted, I thought I'd found a story earlier this week. From a website on Facebook and I was about to oh, fact God. check it whenever my fiance called me out on the website
2: <laughs> that the
1: article was on before I got a chance to fact check it.
0: He was literally yelling about how facts don't matter <laughs> because the website said, what, what, what did the website It was like CN24 where, where facts, facts don't, don't matter.
1: matter.
0: <laughs> Listen, this is creepy hour. Where facts don't matter. <laughs>
1: Okay, needless to say, I would never do a story without fact-checking it, guys. Just so you know. But here's my fact, or here's our creepy fact of the week. There are 25 to 50 active serial killers in the United States at any time.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: And each one is responsible for at least three deaths per year.
0: Jesus Christ. Mm, Maybe it's me. Of course it's you. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, well, anyways... That is our podcast for the week. See y'all next week. Peace out, creeps.